Yo, this is the Brokenness to Faith podcast. Um, you already know our names. Doesn't matter. We're nobodies. <laughs> We're nothings. Um, we're just going to get straight into it. Like, legit. Who cares? If you listen to us because of our names, we're nobodies. We're just here to, to share a message, some of which has been on our hearts, some of which is just uh, stuff that comes to our mind when we're kind of coming up with ideas, but we do feel there'd be topics people need to hear because a lot of times they're topics we've been through or we need to hear ourselves. Right. Um, today's topic fits in with the theme of what's going on today. I know people are like, I'm tired of hearing about, you know, things on the news, COVID-19. I'm tired of hearing about riots and looting and protests. I'm tired of hearing all this negativity, if you think it's negative, um, on the news. But we need to share something that we feel fits along with this like narrative, this story, this time, this season that's going on right now. Um, tell me now, it's going to be a shorter podcast. We mean it. Hopefully, the, the time at the end will reflect that, and I'm not lying to you guys. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a word that starts with a C and ends with an E and has a hang in the middle. Change. I try to come up with something clever. But yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't think that fast. Yeah. Change. And so we're going to be talking about a few different things with change. We're going to be talking about there's some habits, things we have to change in our lives, but also there's things that are good that they're neutral, they're good, but there's just a time for change. Maybe you have, you see it in ministry, pastors who love their job, or just people in general who love the job they have, but for some reason, they feel God's leading them to a change, and it's hard, and they don't want to, but it's for good, and, and then sometimes there's change out of necessity. That's exactly what we're, I feel like we're facing right now. A lot of the world, even in the church world, looks at the changes their church has to make out of necessity, when in my humble opinion... That might be the case for some of the things in your church, but I think God really wants to use this change to become the next season after COVID, after all the politics and craziness and the protests and everything going on, after everything, I think he wants us to maintain this change he's building in our church's hearts right now. The changes he wants us to make isn't for a season, isn't for a few months, isn't for just the new normal till it wears out. I think it's something he wants us to do for the long run. Um, I'm just going to start with one verse, and then we'll, we'll have more, because we say it all the time. We want to back up everything we say with Scripture. Right. Ecclesiastes 3.1, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Now, I know I was just saying, oh, well, you said it should, maybe this isn't for a season. This is for good. Well, until the next thing, next time God wants us to change and move things around. But I don't think this season ends when COVID ends. I think there are changes that church has made that I truly believe um, they may, because of this season and COVID and, and the unrest, that they need to keep up with even after it's done. And churches will see a decline in the progress they've made in different areas of the church when they stop doing some of these things that they started doing in COVID, like live streaming or doing these things. And some of these things, with their amping up their social media, if they stop doing some of those things when COVID and all these things on the news die down, then I feel like they're... They're going to digress, and it's going to go, it's it's not going to be what it once was. And I, that's kind of the theme I have is, um, you know, these are things in our lives that as we go about this podcast that there's change happening. I mean, there's change every day. It's just this is change that we can see, that we have to literally um, 
we, we see with our eyes, we see, you know, we feel it in our minds and our hearts and all that. And um, it's something we just have to embrace. And I think God wants us to. I don't think God put this, I'd say it all the time, like everything happens for a reason. I don't believe that, but I do believe that God wants to use this situation to do something that will have positive spiritual long-term effects years after COVID and all these things die down. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, specifically this period of time that we're in, you know, we're moving into the age of technology and social media and the internet and whatnot. And I think, you know, the church as a whole, not just our specific church, but churches in general across America and the world are kind of moving to this point where there needs to be some serious changes to kind of meet up with the times. The thought that just came to me now while you were talking was I tried to think in off the top of my head periods of time where the church had to change and the only time I could think of I tried to look up other times real quick but was the uh, the Reformation mm-hmm. where although that's far more of an extreme it was a period of time where something was not right in the church something was going wrong there was some problem which was you know gross misunderstanding of the scripture or misinterpretation but something needed to change and that change happened and there was probably a lot of reluctance, a lot of, you know, issues that came out of it, a lot of new territory, new ground that had to be, you know, had to go through, but that change needed to happen. I think we're kind of in a certain season as the Christian body where we're seeing something that, for whatever reason, we might not know it until after this is all over, that maybe there is something that God's looking at that says, you know what, this needs to change. You know, how they operate the churches, how they reach people, their presence online, whatever the case is, there could be something that we don't see, but God sees and says, hey, we need something to change, you know? And like I said, I don't think that's the reason there's the virus, but that's not to say God can't use it for that goal. Maybe some people are, on a more personal level, are realizing maybe deficits in their faith or are coming to the faith for the first time and are experiencing a change on a personal level because of this, you know what I mean? And I think my point being, I guess, is that we should not run away from these types of changes. It might be hard. I mean, we're experiencing difficulties already for our upcoming services and we're trying to get a lot of stuff figured out. And it's hard, it's not easy, and it might be uncomfortable or difficult, but I think we need to trust that there's something good coming out of this change, you know? Um, a verse I have here that I think fits right now is Hebrews eleven eight. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place that he was to receive as inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And just like Abraham as a church, we need to have faith that God is leading us somewhere that we need to be through all these changes and everything going on. And, you know, just do what makes sense and hope that there's a plan for this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and Psalms 32, eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. He even said, I will instruct you and I will teach you. He will show us the way we need to go and he will teach us along the way how we need to get there and what tools we need and he's going to show us how to go about it. He's going to counsel us in a loving way on these things and the thing is um, we have to keep our eyes open for it. Right. We have to lift our eyes to Jesus, spiritually speaking. Um, we have to lift our eyes to him and stay focused, spiritually speaking, on Him so He can guide us and show us these changes. 
Um, sometimes as people, we, we like to overcomplicate things. I think of at my church, we do sound, and one of our elders is runs the whole sound, like the tech stuff, and every time I have an issue, I try like 20 different things. <laughs> and then I just, we're still having this issue, so then I call him up if he's not at if he's not at the service or he's not there yet, say, hey, I'm, I'm doing the Samuel, I'm having this issue, and I've tried this, 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 and that. And he's like, did you try just turning it off, waiting 30 seconds, 45 seconds a minute, and then just turning it back on? Whether it be the computer, whether it be our soundboard, and almost every time, I always forget to do that. And nine times out of 10, computer, iPods we use, soundboard, Boom. It, 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 it solves. <laughs> it's a serious issue when we do that and it doesn't work. But most of the time, that's what we do. But that's like usually the last thing I come to. I, I never always think just a reboot. Just, you know, sometimes we try to do all these, go through all these hoops and jump through all this stuff to keep what we have when God's kind of, kind of like saying, look, it's time for a reboot. And I know that's the last option. I know you don't want to have to, in a sense, start over or go through this change. People don't like change. I think as we get older, there's certain things in our lives we've done for so many years and we don't want to change. It's easy to be okay with the job. Um, it's easy to, how do I say, it's like you want to change or quit a job after a few weeks. Maybe it's not for you, you don't like it. But when you've been somewhere for so many years and you've built friendships and maybe you've moved up the ladder and they've been really good to you, it's harder for you after all those years to be like, man, I'm leaving this job, I'm leaving, I gotta leave this. It's harder to do that change. I think of the 70s, I believe it was the 70s and like the Jesus movement. Right. Um, and they started adding like guitars and different, more of band and livestock to the worship. And there was people who were against that, they hated it. It wasn't an organ, it wasn't a church choir. It wasn't, you know, a set service where you read a scripture, people said amen. They did a hymn, or to them back then, it might have, they might just consider it a regular song, and they did these things, and then now we have a full set with drums, keyboard, synthesizer, four singers, wireless mics, I'm not saying I'm all into the lights, camera, action style worship, but we've progressed, because there was a time for change. Right. And he said, Psalm 32, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Each one of you will have different paths. Now obviously there's one path to Jesus, but in our daily lives, in our day-to-day -day lives, and the things that we do, there are going to be things where he's going to, he's going to instruct us to change. Pastors who have been in their churches for 20 years, 30 years, thinking they're going to retire there, and God's calling them to say, hey, no, I think I'm leading you now to go over to this church in another state and help them out. And that's tough. There's times in your life where you feel you need to let go of your job, and you might not know why, but you feel God leading you to, so you got to do that. This COVID-19, churches are scrambling to figure things out over the last few months. Change is here. Now that we can have services again, we're scrambling to how are we going to do the services with all the rules, regulations, and changes we have to make again. But now they're different because it's a different, it's a, where we can have services now in person. And we're dealing with all this change. And how do we go about that? Well, just like the scripture I read, you know, he will be there to instruct us. That doesn't mean we can sleep in and do what we want and then he'll be there. Like, we still have to pray. We have to seek. We have to read our Bibles. We have to earnestly want Him, for Him to be able to guide us. And sometimes we might miss a piece of it, but someone else, if we're in married or if we're in a group of Christian believers around us, they might get another piece of the puzzle to help us figure these things out. Right.
one more thing I want to add before maybe we switch gears a little bit is that it's worth noting that oftentimes, you know, we might feel the need to change while we're already in a good place, you know, and you can make the argument that our church specifically or as a whole, the church of God was in a good place prior to this virus, but now we're changing and, you know, we're going from a good place to potentially a better place. I think that's just part of the trust and part of the following God is you might say, wait, God, you want me to leave my job? You want me to move? You want me to leave my church when things are going great? Well, it's possible that there's something better that he wants it to go to. So just wanted to add that, but I want to kind of switch a little bit as we're about our halfway mark here is about changing from something that is clearly a bad position, right? You're in a place of sin or something's just not going right and you need to make that change. You know, that's another aspect of change is when you need to get out of the place you're in. Um, I real quick looked up the Greek word for change that's used in the New Testament. And one of the definitions was change the inner man, particularly with reference to acceptance of the will of God. I like that definition, though. When you think of changing, it's doing something different on the inside in according to God's will and accepting God's will. And I think there's times in our lives where there's something wrong in the way we think or what we're doing that needs to be changed. And the thought I had was going back to kind of the current climate of what we're seeing right now in the world is we're seeing a lot of, of riots, a lot of protesting, a lot of anger and frustration in America. And regardless of whether you think they're right or not, whether you think the cause is right or not, I think it's clear to see that something was broken in America, something was wrong, something was not working, people were frustrated, people were upset, and there was no change, and that change was forced to happen, you know? And it's important that we as Christians are able to identify problems in our way of thinking, or, you know, maybe you don't want to see the change in your church towards technology for personal or selfish reasons, you know? Maybe you have a, a ministry that might go away if technology changes, or maybe you like something that your church is doing now that might be in jeopardy if things change. You know, whatever the case is, there might be something bad that's in your life, and if you don't handle it, if you don't deal with it, and you don't make that change, it will eventually reach a boiling point, a breaking point, where, you know, the, the thing I think of is oftentimes, if you've lived in sin for a long time, usually you reach a point where somebody finds out or something happens and it all blows up in your face and now you have to deal with the consequences and I encourage us everybody listening and myself included identify these areas in your lives with bad habits bad thinking uh, whatever it might be and seek to make the change towards something better before it, it becomes too late you know and even that that's true of what the church is going through now. You know, maybe it's better that we're making the, this trend towards technology now rather than waiting 10 years when it's too late or it backfires or, you know, whatever the case is. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think we need to make a change in our life before, like, you think of, like, someone who's a smoker and they say, I'll, I'll quit tomorrow, you know, or tomorrow will be the last one or... Tomorrow will be the last time I, 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 I sleep around, and then that's it. And then, but you keep saying that, and then that last time ends up being cancer. Right. That last time 
ends up being an STD, that last time ends up being something that just slaughters you deep down inside. And then what, you know, it's too late. We need to make a change now. We need to make a change in our hearts. Now, I was, um, I got a verse here uh, for you guys, for all you listeners right there. Uh, Isaiah 43, uh, I'm going to read verses 18 and 19. Um, do, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Um, I like what he says, do not remember the former things. As Isaiah writes, Prophetically to Israel, they were mirrored in the desperate circumstances of captivity and exile. Almost seems like somewhat what we're going through today. In general, in our society and in our own lives, we're facing circumstances of captivity and exile. God wants to put their eyes on the new work He will do. So it begins with a reminder to not remember the former things. If they are stuck in the failure and sin and discouragement of the past, they will never go forward to the new thing God has for them. Mm-hmm. You know, for it's, uh, the two, two points are, in society, we need to look, not look at the past and say, you know what, COVID-19, protests, police brutality, uh, all, the, all these different things that are going on um, spiritually, politically, in the church, in our own lives. We cannot keep looking to the past for they, things will not change. Um, we need to look to the future. Things don't change in our country if we just keep going back to the past. They change in our country when we come together and we come up with a resolution for the future. Right. And and then when it comes to our own lives, we can't be looking at the past like, oh, I just have this addiction to cigarettes, and you smoked, you know, you smoke a pack a day or something. You cannot look at yesterday and say, oh, I smoked a pack yesterday. You have to look at today. And maybe it's 9 a.m. Like, okay, I haven't smoked one yet. I can do this. You change, and you say, "Oh, I, I smoked all but one from the pack." Say, "Hey, yesterday you smoked the whole pack. Say you smoked all but one. Let's continue that progression." You cannot keep looking to the past, but if we want to make progress in our own lives spiritually, if we want to make progress in our church, if we want to make progress in our government, which I think Christians need to be more involved in in, in our cities, um, we need to keep looking for the future. Right. It's not to say we neglect the past, not to say we, we don't necessarily forget the past, because those who forget the past are, are doomed to repeat it, but we need to not dwell on it. You know, if you used to have a problem with alcohol and you're trying to get away from that, don't just linger on, oh, I, I got so drunk yesterday and the day before I get drunk every day. You don't want to linger on that. Linger on, hey, tomorrow's a new day. Hey, today's a new day. Let's keep moving forward. But as you get weeks and months and years of sobriety, you still need to remember if you're driving by a bar or you're at a restaurant with friends and they serve alcohol. You just need to remember, hey, years ago I had a problem. I'm not there anymore, but I need to remember that for a minute so I don't decide to go back into what I did. Right. But you don't want to linger on it because you linger too long. Then you're going to go from not doing it to, mm, well, it's just one. Mm, it's okay. And then it leads to the thoughts of pleasure that it brought you. And then uh, what does that do? It leads you back into a place we shouldn't be, and I don't want us to get to that point. Um, the next part of that verse says, Behold, I will do a new thing. You see, 
Staying stuck in the past can keep us from the new thing God wants to do. If Israel stayed stuck in the discouragement and seduction of Babylon, they would never look for the new thing of release from exile. You see, we can make an idol out of the new. We can err as the people of Athens did who spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. Mm. We can be tossed about by every wind of doctrine, but we can also err on the other side of the balance and work against the new thing God wants to do. We need to be ready for the new. We need to be willing to let go. And even, like you mentioned earlier, like some good things. You might be saying, man, I change, but this is good. I have a good job. And it's not even contentment, really. It's like, this is legitimately good. It helps me. It helps my family. But it's like, we don't know what, in a sense, what's behind God's back. He could be holding so much more. Whether it be even more money, it's not to get worldly, but hey, world, as people, we need money to survive. It might be more money. It might be a, a better schedule that you didn't even know getting this new job. It might be the unknown, but that will lead to a deeper faith in Him. And we can't see that. It, it, it's crazy to say we have to keep looking forward when with God, a lot of the forward is unknown sometimes. But when we dwell on the past, we know what the past has done, and we know the bad in the past, and that's only going to keep us there. What keeps us where we're at in life is when we keep talking about and keep looking to the things of the past. What keeps us moving forward in life is moving forward in the unknown things that can radically change our lives. This COVID-19 is making churches do drastic changes to the way they do church. And one of the biggest downfalls and one of the biggest disappointments in my personal opinion that I will potentially see is when churches stop the changes they were doing that we're reaching people because this pandemic will eventually end. Like the live streams, those are great. Yeah, we want people in our services, but there are people you could be reaching with your live stream. I know at our church, we started doing daily videos on YouTube. We bought, we put money into getting a green screen. We got um, some camera equipment. I'm not saying every church has all this money, but it, I mean, we didn't even get the, the, the nicest of nice stuff. Right. But, um, we bought like a program that's like a few steps above Windows uh, Movie Maker and uh, with a green screen feature. And we did these things. Why did we do those things? Because um, we wanted to, to reach people in this pandemic, people who are at home, people are, who are working through this and are scared. And so we put out daily devotionals. We put out videos called An Honest Discussion. We put out Praying Through the Psalm, a 25-minute devotional video once a week. We put out new content every day. And yeah, we might scale back a little bit, but our plan as a church is to continue putting out four to five different videos each week that people can latch on to. And most of them will be three to five minutes long, and once a week we might have a longer one. We're planning to still live stream our prayer service, and it's amazing. You know, you come to our prayer service on a regular day and time without this COVID. People praising the Lord, we're worshiping, we're praying. There might not be a whole lot of mingling, but then now we're live streaming and we have this live chat and people are, are sending in their prayer requests in, in the YouTube group chat. And um, it's amazing to see. Whereas in the past, we would have a good like five minutes for a prayer group or just the people you're sitting next to, the, the congregants next to you. You'll get a group of five to seven people and just pray for each other's needs. But now it's like everybody's seeing yeah. everyone's needs. And now everyone's building their prayer list and seeing more things happen. And it's like someone will comment, 
I need prayer for my coworker. They, they just, I had an opportunity to, to share with them my testimony, and I hope God uses that. Blah, blah, blah. And then you see like five comments. We're praying. We're praying. We're praying. Then someone who wrote it down um, in, in our service, they bring it up to the stage. And then our, one of our pastors will pray over it and they'll speak on it. And God's doing something. And if we lose that mindset of group prayer, teamwork prayer, I mean, for our church, that's going to be disappointing to me if we lose that. And each church is different, but there are things churches are doing that they need to build upon even after this time. Right. And none of that would have even been a thing had the virus not happened. We wouldn't have been doing any of the daily videos. We wouldn't be doing the live streams. We would have just been doing the same thing we were doing, which might have been working, might not have been working, but it's probably not as good as what we have going for us now. And that's the point. Um, we're going to give our, our closing thoughts here. Uh, I, I, that's kind of the closing idea is that we're in a season of change as a church. A lot of us are in seasons of changes as individuals with a lot of uncertainty. And there's also things that you might need to deal with and change. And the point is, is that regardless of what the reason for the change is, we're in that change and we're seeing that change and you will likely see change again in your future. And we need to go into it with a mindset of, of trusting God and saying, you know what? I might not like this change, it's going to be tough, it's going to be hard, there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and it might be times where I want to turn back to what I'm used to, what I'm comfortable with, but I'm trusting you, God, that there's a plan to this, that there's something in this, that you, the reason you're putting me through this, right? And of course, also, it's worth praying to God about to begin with, because there might be change that you brought on that is not good at all, uh, but that just comes with praying, that comes with seeking God, and you know, allowing him to show you where he needs you to be, what he wants you to do. And you can't have that if we're not seeking God as a church and as individuals, you know. And, and so the point is, is that we're in a season of change and we need to be open to it. We need to be moving with what God has for us and take the opportunity to, you know, capitalize on it. Capitalize on the opportunity that we've been given to do this online stuff and, and grow in this way and not be reluctant to see that change, especially if it's what God wants for us and what he has set before us. No, I, I wholeheartedly um, agree with, um, with all that. We, we need to be ready and we need to be prepared in our hearts for um, changes that are going to come. It just, it just is what it is and it, it's sad, but we need to be more, um, we need to be more ready for some of those things. And um, I think God sincerely wants to do an amazing work in this time. Mm -hmm. As crazy as it sounds, He really wants to do something in each and every single one of you. Um, I, I got this quote here. It took me a second to find it. But speaking about change, um, do you know what gets us? You know, you know what gets many of us in trouble? We stay in rooms that we should be leaving. Uh, that's by XXX Church or X3 Church. Um, do you know what gets many of us in trouble? We stay in rooms that we should be leaving. You might think, but things are going good right now. Blah blah blah. But if God's calling you to a change, you're, you might not see it physically. But spiritually, there is so much you could have missed out on. And maybe physically, we don't even know what we missed out on. Without, you know, if we never make that change. Our church was never tech savvy for the most part. 
shout out to the tech savvy people in our church, um, two of which are in this room, and the other two or three are hopefully listening. Um, but we would have, our church would have never, as a whole, made changes. The leadership, we love them, but they would have never made changes um, until this pandemic. We weren't doing daily videos. We were posting the sermons once a week on the YouTube, poor quality, and still using CDs um, for audios. It was nuts. But now we're making these changes. We're live streaming the services. And this has all happened in two and a half months, daily videos. And to think how much trouble, spiritually speaking, our church could have been in if we hadn't gotten with the times. All right. Do you know what gets many of us in trouble? We stay in rooms that we should be leaving. Lastly, really quick, for our own life, um, we cannot be staying in a room longer than we should be. That will hurt us. If you have problems, you have struggles, there are things you're going through, and you need to make a change, do it. Because if you stay in that room too long, that could be really, really bad. I look at a, a house where there's where there's issues with mold, you know, under the carpet and things like that. Oh, the carpet looks fine, but you, it's starting to get a little messy, starting to get a little iffy, starting to get a little smelly. And you don't take care of it, what happens? It starts to erode your house. And then it could actually get to your own health. So if you do not change the things around you, then eventually those things will become something in you. And that will be the death of you spiritually, and it could be the death of your church if we're talking about it as a whole. So this was the Brokenness of Faith podcast. This was an episode on change. Check us out on Instagram, brokenness underscore two underscore faith. You can email us, uh, brokennessfaith at gmail.com. We'd love to hear comments, suggestions. Give us some topics. We'd love to hear about them. Thank you, guys. Um, The two of us are here. You don't need to know our names. We had a good night. Hopefully this encouraged you. Thank you. Deuces.